Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and I love to have people share their stories of hope. And we've been blessed to have a lot of wonderful guests over the past four years. And I'm excited about our guest today and over the next couple of days, Jennifer Schindler is with us. And uh, I follow her on Facebook, and I know there's a lot of Sometimes not positive, good things on social media, but man, she is a ray of light in this dark world that we live in and just always encourages me with her post, whether it's sharing a scripture, a song, or something God's doing in her life, or a funny story. And uh, one of the things that really caught my eye was in the beginning of the year, uh, Jennifer posted about how reading God's Word from cover to cover back in 2018 really kind of reignited her faith and she said, you know what? I found out that God's word is true and alive. And so over the next couple of days, you're going to be hearing about Jennifer's <laughs> spiritual journey. And like a lot of us, she's had some mountaintop experiences, but also some deep valleys that she's walked through. But the good news is that God has been with her every step of the way. And I know that you're going to be blessed as you listen to Jennifer. Jennifer, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. Well, share a little bit about your spiritual journey with us. Did okay. you grow up as a kid knowing about Jesus or talk to us about your spiritual roots? Yes. Uh, so I was raised in a Christian home. Um, I, both my parents loved Jesus. And, you know, from before I ever, you know, was in knowledgeable of it they were just always just sharing really the gospel with me about jesus and his love for me and not only that but i have grandparents my parents my mom's mom and dad who um, really invested in me and at the time when i was young um i my my grandfather had planted a church in the area that we were growing up in in lawrenceburg indiana small town but uh a lot going on there for the lord and it's been pretty amazing to see the seeds that are coming to fruition now but for me I remember even not only with my parents laying that foundation for me, but even going to church and my grandfather would be preaching the message of the gospel. Um, I really responded. I just remember the Lord just always drawing him me to himself, um, even at a young age. And I just love Jesus. I talked to everyone about him. And I remember one morning in particular, I was there in the pews and I just felt such a weight on my shoulders, even at age eight years old, I became so aware of my sin. And I heard, you know, the truth of the gospel about how all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not one is righteous, not one. Um, all have turned aside, and it is by grace you've been saved, through faith, this not of yourselves, um, like so no one can boast, but it's the gift of God. And I was hearing these things um, uh, through my parents and then you know through my grandfather sharing and I just that morning I put I put my faith in Jesus and I went forward and then I got baptized just to um, proclaiming and confessing that I, I wanted to follow Jesus so that is really um, where it all began and uh, I always just wanted to know God I wanted to seek him in his word and then um, it just kind of continued on and in my teenage years I really pursued a relationship with Jesus. I, I read a lot of the scripture. I memorized a lot of scripture. I was in an awesome couple different youth groups from where I was in Lawrenceburg, and then we moved to Lexington. Um, got engaged there in a really great church um, and youth group and just surrounded with um, people that uh, love the Lord. And But I also, like I said, even at a young age and going on up, um, even then, I would always talk about Jesus, even with people that did not know him, that did not believe. And I just... I couldn't help but share what he had done for me, how he had put this love in my heart that I couldn't explain and peace and joy. Um, 
And so as I went along, then um, really looking back on it, there wasn't a whole lot of hardship I had at that point in my life, you know, um, as a teenager and our family, like, you know, not, not anything. I, I even remember thinking to myself, you know, what kind of story do I have? Like, you know, I was raised in a Christian home. I, you know, I really haven't had too much struggle with anything, and um, but oh, <laughs> oh, did that ever? Um, it's funny what you pray about, and then God definitely has um, just kind of taken me in a path that has just been a refining of my faith, and um, it's through trial, it's through adversity, um, and it kind of all began with the, my first marriage. So I don't know if you. Yeah, want to talk well, about. and that's the thing, you know. <clears throat> we all we talked about it in the intro, and we've talked about it on hope is here as people listen. That, you know, um, Wayne Smith found a pastor south and said, you know, God had one son without sin, no son without sorrow, or no daughter, and so <laughs> we all, you know, we do unfortunately because of living in a fallen world, and um, you know, have trials and tribulations. <clears throat> so it's great to hear the foundation for your spiritual life was really, really good, but then unfortunately. Uh, things kind of got a little tough. Well, what happened was, um, and I was young, you know, I got married at age 21, um, and I met him at church, but, um, and I want to be very gracious in how I um, talk about these things, because nobody's perfect, and including myself. Um, I was naive. I um, I got in a place of complacency, like we talk about, because, um, so we got married in 2000, and then I realized that really, he really, um, my husband at the time, did not really follow God. He appeared that way, but I just always knew there was something not quite right. And uh, I found out there had been a lot of lying going on, um, sexual addiction on his part that um, really damaged our relationship. And um, it kind of led into this, um, I just, a pivotal point, point in our marriage, I guess it was like three years in. Um, and we had our first child, um, and she was just a baby at the time. But I remember opening up my door. Um, it was our, we had it was the first house we had bought. We were living in, and and these two men are standing at my doorstep saying, you know, we're here that, to tell you that you have to be out in 30 days. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And oh, it was this unraveling of um, I found out that he had not been making the payments. I was naive too. Okay, I mean, we were both just not in a good way in our marriage and uh anyway long story short our house foreclosed and that was majorly the first real struggle i think you could say with that and uh then i remember something very important i want to share is that and and by the way what happened was i i, I at this point in my life and my marriage to him and i think looking back on it being unequally yoked with someone uh it's huge because uh it affects your environment, what you think about, what you meditate on. Like my dad always said, I still say it, input, output. I wasn't meditating in the Word at this point. I wasn't, I didn't even really even know about the power of prayer at this point. I um, I was just going along, and I, I think you don't realize the slippery slope spiritually of that spiritual neglect um, on a daily basis, with how that can be so devastating. So here we are, we've moved into this um, townhome, and... I'm basically having a pity party. Uh, he was at work or doing something. I don't know where he was, but my daughter was taking a nap, and I'm just folding laundry, just crying and just praying to the Lord. And I'm saying, God, and I, this is where God just spoke straight to my heart. Um, I was thinking the thought, uh, 
why do I have to pay for his mistakes? Okay, that's the thought coming Crying and in that moment is the only time I've ever heard the audible voice of God. Nobody else was around and I'm like looking and I hear this voice say, isn't that what I did for you? Ouch. Yeah, as uh, my youngest son, when I've told him the story, I share it with my children because it's where God rescued me from bitterness, I really believe. But he's like, man, God roasted you, Mom. <laughs> I'm like, yes, he did because he loves me. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he chastens those who are his children. And I'm his child. I'm his daughter. And he rescued me in that moment because I could have gone down in this self-righteousness thinking, you know, okay, yeah, it may be true that it's not fair and it's not, you know, um, it's deserving for me to forgive. But you know what? I'm forgiven. That's the, that's the point. He's like, didn't I pay for your mistakes? Mm. Hello? Who are you to – who are we to withhold forgiveness? And by the way, it's just a prison that just – we hear that all the time that, that just keeps somebody stuck in just – not having peace, you know? And so it, at that moment, oh, I just fell to my knees. And I, um, and you know, when I kept, we kept going along and, and um, still though, I wasn't daily abiding in the word. Um, I wasn't, I, I mean, I would read verses here and there. I would, um, you know, pray and before bed and things like that, you know, but I wasn't really pursuing him in his word. And we were, I was in this marriage and things were going on and I felt kind of stuck because I didn't want to get divorced, you know, I, I I wanted to work it out. So we ended up being married um, about 10 years. And I there was this moment, um, it just was ongoing things. And I, I realized that it wasn't going to change. And it was destructive, it was toxic. And um, I just felt the Lord, it, it was like a light bulb went off. And well, that was the point. Um, I was three months pregnant at the time with our fourth child. And that's a whole nother story. But anyway, so I, I just knew we had, I had to leave. And, um, so I went to live with my parents with my four children, well, three and one on the way. And that was heart wrenching. It was so tough. And I just remember, I made a note to myself, this, the scripture that comes from Psalm 139 that I just clung to at that time, which was the part where it says that, all my days were ordained for me before one of them came to be. And I just clung to the sovereignty of God because it may not have been my plan to be divorced. That was never my plan, but it was God's sovereign plan and he's working in it and he's working all things together for good for those who love him. And I'm seeing that played out. And and this is part of my children's story. He's writing their story, not me. And I just rested and, and, and had peace in the fact that he was in control and he was working it all for good. So we were separated about 18 months and then we got divorced. So that's kind of where that ended. And that's been a journey since, um, a lot of heartache, but also I see the Lord's hand working and we are in a better relationship now, even divorced that we've ever been. And that's just by the grace of God. I know. Well, I mean, yeah. how were your children when the divorce Oh, uh, so like I said, I was three months pregnant, and then I had one, um, my daughter, who was uh, three, yes, three, and then a son, five, and another daughter that was seven. Okay. So you, so, you were busy. <laughs> yeah, and my parents, if it weren't for them, I I'd really would be on the street. I really would, and I thank God every day for them. So. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, we talk about with hope is here that, you know, divorce is not the unpardonable sin. Obviously, um, God hates divorce, but he does not hate divorced people. And right. I'm sure <laughs> you, like me, and obviously a really unhealthy situation there. But um, one of the things that you find out when you go through those situations really is how much God loves you. Did you find that as you drew closer oh, I mean, to him and having to You know, it's in our. it's in our um, – moments of desperation where we find God because he's always there but you know what we go along in our little self-reliant pride and um not even meaning to intentionally but just it's basically I've realized too what prayer prayer is what God has established for us to have a relationship with him to have to to submit to his will and and through his word and what his word tells us because his word is a living it's alive it's powerful it's active it's not like a book you just pick up on the on the shelf it is the living breathing word of god that has been inspired through all these people from genesis to revelation thousands of years and the message is the same that jesus christ came the son of god came to this earth put on flesh and humbled himself, humbled himself to the point of death on a cross to pay for the sins of the world, including mine. And when you make it personal, that's when things change. When you cannot encounter Jesus Christ and not be broken over your sin. And it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us and shows us our sin and that we need him. I need him now. I, I have the hope of what he offers, eternal life to me and forgiveness um, of the future. And what he shows us in his word is true. It just comes alive. It takes root in my soul. It gives me peace. And it, it's life. And so. Well, I hate to cut you off because uh, I love your passion for God's word. And um, I hope you're going to join us again tomorrow. We're going to continue talking with uh, Jennifer Schindler. And um, you're going to find out not only, obviously, uh, having to deal with the divorce, a single mom with four young children, but also a major health challenge is coming up. So I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we'll continue talking with our guest, Jennifer Schindler, on Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Serving Central Kentucky since 2012, Gluten-Free Miracles is Lexington's locally owned healthy bakery and cafe. For those who follow a gluten-free diet, there are lots of delicious options. If you're on a paleo, keto, or vegan eating plan, then Gluten-Free Miracles Healthy Bakery and Cafe is also the place for you. Need a birthday cake or anniversary cake for that special occasion? Gluten-Free Miracles Healthy Bakery and Cafe can also assist you there. Conveniently located off Nicholasville Road behind Jeff's Car Wash. Visit them today or check them out online at glutenfreemiracles.com. That's glutenfreemiracles.com.